Satnam and good morning. So I think that in my work with women and helping them disrupt ancestral karmic patterns in those patterns or in those in that healing journey, there's a pattern in itself of one big reason why a lot of women fail on their healing journey. And what I'm talking about is you go deeply into your soul and you start to not only become aware of these patterns, but you start to integrate like the inner work to actually change them. There's this one simple thing that we all must really learn to do in order for us to truly gain success. And there's one mistake that we constantly make that absolutely prohibits us from reaching these levels of deep healing that we can all reach, especially because we have these amazing tools available to us. And what's interesting is that what this has to do with is something that is known as chakras or energy centers, which is something I get asked a lot of questions a lot around. And so today we're going to be looking at what is the number one reason why many women fail on their healing journey and what this has to do with chakras, energy centers, and understanding how to get to the deep root causes of these blockages so that we can truly disrupt the ancestral karmic pattern. Sadnam, beautiful goddesses, beautiful sovereign woman. How are you today? If you're catching this live over here on Instagram or Facebook, what's happening? Satnam and God morning or God afternoon, if you're catching a replay. This is a really pivotal, beautiful week. I don't know if any of you are, are sensing the energy. So what does it mean to sense the energy? I get asked that too. It's not something like airy fairy new agey like the truth is is that we are like nature connected to the algorithms of what is happening in the world and in the cosmos that's why there were some great psychologists and philosophers who basically really explained how when the cosmos were doing certain things in the cosmos they impacted us psychologically and which is why astrology is also one of like the oldest science in the world and so we are impacted by what is happening as above, so below. And when I say you can sense energy, it just basically means that you can feel like maybe there's more heaviness or perhaps you're sensing like your nervous system is flaring because you're sensing like that, you know, things are shifting very quickly or that the collective consciousness, that's another thing when your collective consciousness is suffering, like when big events that are happening in the world happen, you know, we can sense how perhaps that energy or the emotions or how people are moving through the earth are is, is changes or shifts which can impact us. But we can't, one of the things about sovereignty is being able to work, be a master of change of those cycles. One of the things that I was reading recently in the Emeralds tablets, which is seven tablets that were found in ancient Egypt that basically dictate like the answers to all the laws of the universe and these these tablets became available for to us for a big reason but in this book one of the starting phrases of one of the tablets which is tablet number seven which is about how to go beyond time basically it says how to truly be able to thrive and be sovereign and self-realize and to live a life of of legacy it is about learning to master the cycles of time, meaning you have to be someone who can do well with change and do well with change very quickly. And I think we can all agree that 
a lot of people, that is the reason why they are suffering tremendously because the world is unrecognizable. The way we were living in the world is very unhealthy, not only human to human, but in relation to Mother Earth and sustainability and all of that. Competition, theories that no longer are sustainable, like Darwinian theory of survival of the fittest, right? All of that is transforming and changing so quickly. And if you are so stuck on your old ways of making money, of being in relationship, of how you are in relationship with the world, not just in relationship with significant others and, and family members, then you're not learning the lesson and you're not a master of the cycle, meaning you're not willing to change and adapt and survive like the dinosaurs, right? Like many other animals and species that go extinct because they're not willing to evolve and to change. And so what this Emerald's tablet depicts is the being that has self-realized and that realizes that the cycles change and that because of that in order to truly be sovereign is to master that cycle by adapting and changing just as quickly and most human beings can't do that because we are our nervous systems are completely jacked up either because we've been through some serious post-traumatic we're dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder from our current life our childhood right the traumas we've been through or perhaps at a deeper level, these patterns of ancestors that we don't address and then we keep tucking under the rug. And so, or or even worse, you know, now you're adding on the consumption of information where your brain is a processing machine. And if you're not giving it inner work of meditation, your nervous system is flaring. It's not stable. It's not it's not balanced. And so it, it you feel the anxiety, you feel the nervousness and you there's no way that if you feel that way that you can master change and transform and evolve or see opportunity where other people are only seeing demise and destruction. It's because of all of these different components that are making you unstable in your health, wellness, body, mind, and spirit holistically. And that's why we can't be masters of time, masters of the cycles. And so this week, we have a really powerful new moon in Sagittarius, and, and it is, I think, the most beautiful, abundant, mm, I would say, really filled with opportunity new moon available to us. When you work with the moon cycles, you learn to start projects on the new moon, set really powerful intentions. Why? Because there's there's energy that is different that is coming into the, into the uh, planet cycles. Just like the moon has cycles, you have cycles in your life. In fact, it was this week's ancestors guidance, intuitive guidance that I share with you in my weekly newsletter. If you haven't signed up for my weekly newsletter, go to veronicabarraganim.com forward slash disruptor. In it, I share with you every Monday, I send it out and it basically has weekly guidance and tools to disrupt ancestral karmic patterns that can help you to align also with what's happening in the cosmos astrologically. But in, in, in the guidance, the guidance was the moon. The moon meaning that there are cycles that the moon has that so does your life, your business, your, your relationships. Even if you've been in a long-term relationship or been in business for a long time, it has cycles of growth, right? And of, of, of planting the seeds and then harvesting, right? So the, the guidance was about 
learning how to actually go and retreat and and going on a journey of revitalization for you to to truly get clear and get uh really get the truths downloaded you need to align with your dharma your destiny and what's interesting is that this new moon is in sagittarius and sagittarius is a very beautiful adventurous sign about truths it likes to download to us and give, it's a seeker of truth it wants to know the truth so it's going to go into your consciousness and it's going to bring up these truths with a lot of people are going to feel uncomfortable especially if you, that's why people don't do the inner work they're uncomfortable with realizing that they're the problem and the solution and as it brings up these truths it's going to expand upon them and but see the thing is is that it's going to let you see these truths so that you can alchemize them you can't change what you're not aware of that's why inner work is so important the meditation, the appointment you have with yourself is key to become aware of what is it that you are constantly thinking in the subconscious mind that's actually creating your reality That's a, that you don't want Jupiter, which Jupiter, the planet of expansion, this is big on the new moon. We have Jupiter going direct. It's been retrograde for a few months. It's been doing these dances in your life these themes of major transformative change that actually started in may then you had another peak in july and now you got him going completely direct to on the same day right hours before the new moon actually as the new moon in sagittarius what does this mean it's only going to expand and expand because it is about abundance and prosperity but if you're thinking lack thoughts and you're still in the program of I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. Yes, it's been intense because of this eclipse season, but we learned a lot of lessons, right? And because we got that awareness, now it's all fast forward moving action. Walk the talk, take that action so the universe knows that you're saying, I trust you. God says, okay, do the first step and I'll help you with the rest, right? But the thing is, is that if we're, if we're constantly programmed or in that subconscious pattern, I'm not worthy enough, or some of us are not afraid to fail. Some of us are afraid to be seen, to succeed. We've been talking about that a lot in my community, in my women's community, Satori Wellness and Spirituality, and my coaching program, because some of us are actually afraid to be successful. And that's an ancestral program that runs deep in our DNA. And so this new moon in Sagittarius is going to pleasantly bring these things to the awareness so that you can look at these lessons that Jupiter has taught you and you can now expand upon your abundance and prosperity. It is so important for us to, on Wednesday especially, to sit down and to write down our intentions and get clear on what it is that we're aligning with. Why? And at even more powerful level, which I'm going to talk about more on Wednesday in our meditation class, to ask also God, what is God asking of you to do? Like, have you ever tried that? Because that's real trust. That's real sovereignty. That's no more hustler prostituting your energy. That's like, you know what? Maybe I need to start asking my higher power, that God within, what do, what's that next step look like? What does that next phase of my life look like? And, and get super clear on that because whatever intentions, whether you're doing this consciously or unconsciously, so it, it, no excuses, the universe is always saying yes, God is always saying yes. So if you're unconscious during this week on Wednesday and you're just thinking about all the negative things in your life, because many of us right now are living the life that we've been praying for. We prayed for this life and now we're still not seeing how beautiful it is. 
right? And so here we are, this new moon making us aware of all of our blessings, all of our gifts. And now you have an opportunity to like the alchemist that you are to go in deep within, meditate, ask God, what does your next face look like? Set those intentions for your life. A lot of it will probably be affirmation or confirmation or recommitment to whatever it is you set for the equinox in the fall equinox, because this is what we're doing in my community. On Wednesday, we have a special rebirthing class, a Kundalini yoga class, which is the rebirthing classes. When I do these, they're like life-changing, right? They, they change your thoughts, feelings, and emotions so much that it changes your destiny, and when you're doing these classes on a day like the new moon, where Jupiter is here to support you and expand upon, and then you actually write down your intentions, you're using alchemy, you're using energy to basically be the, the gas engine, like the, the, uh, uh, the uh, gas that an engine needs to, to basically support you in manifestation and the creation of these beautiful desires that a lot of times come out during our classes, right? And so if you're sitting and you're working with these energies and instead of letting your mind just be all over the place and not be directed and not be centered and grounded, you're going to miss out on a big opportunity. And so I go more in detail on the new moon in my newsletter. So sign up for that at veronicabarraganayam.com forward slash disruptor. I share with you how specifically to use this Wednesday's meditation, which ladies mark your calendars. Wednesday, I go live on YouTube now. You know, 11 a.m. Mountain Center Time. We're going to be practicing one of the most sacred, powerful meditations in Kundalini Yoga to help support you with this. Because what 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 is very much needed right now is for us to purify, to align with this new storyline of caliber of happiness. And how we do that is by purifying our karma. And this meditation on Wednesday, practicing on the new moon with us. 11 a.m., what it does is that it goes into subconscious impulses that actually block you from fulfilling who you really are. So we got to get to the level of the root of the frequency, which is what we're going to talk about today. Why most women actually fail on their healing journey and what this has to do with energy and frequency. But this meditation will give you the exact experience you need to get to that root level. So that you can start changing the program, start changing the subconscious patterns that are constantly creating the same storyline in your life. You have that much power. We just have to learn how to use these tools. So join me Wednesday, 11 a.m. on YouTube, where we're going to be practicing this meditation together. It's five minutes long. I think we all have five minutes. And through that, be able to really align with destiny, with ease and flow, with co-creation with the divinity with creation from your heart space, not from ego, not from competition, because we all know that will never fulfill us. And we'll all know, we all know we're going to learn some hard lessons if we're creating things because we want approval, because we are empty inside and we think it's going to fulfill us. We're creating out of passion, out of joy, out of alignment, out of dharma. That's what I call legacy creation. You know, these are things that have never been created in this world, that God your highest power is asking you to create right now. That's what I'm talking about. So as we practice this meditation, get ready for these miracles. Because now it's all about you learning to allow yourself to receive. 
one of the questions that I was at sharing with the women in my community this morning in Sadna was to ask yourself, you know, as these fears are coming up, because we are all growing in quantum speeds, and this is nothing compared to what next year has in store for us. Growth, 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 growth. So growth causes us fear because we step outside of our comfort zones, which are our constant programs, right? So with growth, fear is inevitable, right? So instead of looking at fear as something bad or something you don't want to feel, what if you learn to sit with the fear and you asked it, hmm, what if all went well in my life? You know, what if I, what if success was easily attainable? And actually that would be my end result, not failure. You know, we need to start really looking at these fears and these demons and learning to ask some bigger questions of them in order to continue our evolution and our growth, because that's what we become, like I was saying at the beginning, masters of cycles of time, like our ancestors are guiding us to do this week, master the cycles of time, accept and surrender where you're at, but learn to transform and change the things you can transform and change. And only through awareness can we do that. And so this week, I want to talk a little bit about why the pattern exists of why a lot of women actually don't complete the healing journey, or they get stuck on the healing journey, especially if they're dealing with intergenerational trauma, if they're dealing with ancestral karma, these are like repeating patterns that keep repeating themselves, right? And one of the things that we have to understand is, in order to understand that, I want to take just a moment to explain to you all what this has to do with chakras, and energy centers. I think this is one of the biggest questions I get. And I'm glad that I get it because a lot of people have a lot of big misconceptions about chakras. When they hear that word, it kind of like triggers people to kind of like think new age or, you know, like this is a fad or something that is not real. But thankfully, you know, it's now moved where a lot of science and like doctors have been studying this. So like many people can now prove in science, how these actually function and work within the body. We also have many doctors who now talk about them a lot more, like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who actually calls them energy centers. And the reason we have to understand chakras is because the number one reason why women actually fail on their healing journey is because of the lack of what is known as vitality, okay? So vitality, in essence, is, is chi, it's energy. It's what a lot of people lack. Let me know if you agree with this, because I think we're a society that is addicted to the cold brew and the coffee and the energy drinks, the monster drinks, the Red Bull, anything that will make us get energy because we lack it, right? So one of the things that we work in inside of my academy, the Sovereign Women Academy, because it's actually divided into eight modules that you, you're coached and helped finish and complete. But the very first thing that we work on in my academy is vitality, meaning we need some energy in the system. You all have heard me talk a lot about uh, actually cold depression, and we haven't even peaked the hiatus of how severe cold depression is going to be for a lot of people. And until Jogi Bhajan, the tantric master who came from the East to the West to bring these teachings, he would say that it would take, it's going to be up to about 2038 where we're going to see the peak of mental health, cold depression, a deep numbness, disconnection from self, literally depression, anxiety, needing adrenaline rushes in order to feel alive. This hasn't even peaked yet. We're just now seeing people really suffering with these, these conditions, right? And as it starts to peak, of course, 
we're going to notice more and more people complain about the lack of energy, the lack of focus, the lack of an ability to be productive because their nervous systems are so wrecked. And because their nervous systems are so wrecked, what that directly correlates to is the fact that we don't have enough chi. We don't have energy in the system. Why don't we have enough energy? Some people will say, well, I go to sleep early and I still don't have energy throughout the day. What is going on with me? What we don't understand is that emotions are energy in motion. And many times we go to sleep even, and we're not getting deep, like data type deep sleep. We're actually in the level of sleep where we're not really aware of our dreams, but at the same time, not fully getting the rest that the body and the nervous system needs to reset itself. So we're not getting the deep sleep that we need because of our emotions. And the reason that is, is because emotions are energy in motion and they live in the subconscious mind and they're running the show. If you're awake, like right now, 90 to 95% of your day. So you're not conscious of the thoughts you're having. And this is why the inner work is so important because you need self-awareness, right? Even a, a business owner. Uh, you to be successful as a business owner once a year you need to go into your business look at your systems look at what you're doing throughout the day what are you thinking and this is the result you're getting if you don't go and do an audit you'll never be able to grow same thing with your subconscious mind like you got to audit it <laughs> and ask it like like is that the truth right this is what the new moon is giving us an opportunity to and when we don't audit it or when we don't replace the subconscious mind chatter that is taking up our energy not giving us energy so there's certain emotions that give us energy like gratitude like love like hope even in faith right versus if you are in fear angry and a lot of the times you don't even know you're in that state of consciousness it has become your personality that emotion is, is running the show and it's depleting your energy source so you might not even feel angry, yet you're running that emotion in your system because it's a pattern in your lineage or it's been a pattern in your life. A lot of it has to do with like if you've lived under like really chaotic situations, like your parents were always fighting or they still are always fighting or a very stressful work environments and your body starts to actually become addicted to the hormone that is released when you are under stress. And that's known as cortisol. And it starts to become addicted to it and it needs it to survive. Like it just wants more and more. So it creates drama in, its, in your life. You create drama in your life so you can get that kick again, right? Or you go into social media so you can make let someone piss you off, right? So become, it literally, it, it triggers cortisol, social media. That's why it's so addicting. And you keep going back so you can keep re-looking at that ex's page or whatever you're doing to get the cortisol kick, right? So we become addicted to that stuff and our body becomes addicted to it. And so we're constantly running out of energy. We don't have chi. So when it comes to like doing this deep healing work, you know, this is why talk therapy doesn't, isn't really successful. You know, yes, the coaching and part of that I do for my clients is very powerful every Monday, but the most powerful aspect are the tools that I give them, the inner work, the meditations and the psychotherapy work, which are like the relic. I call it the relic, which is a relic is like a spiritual tool, like a shaman would use um, a feather or a tooth. To me, these are my spiritual tools, specific ones, specific meditations, specific uh, psychotherapy assignments that they do 
to then get them the result of disrupting the pattern. But the first module that we work on, the first thing that we work on is uh, raising your energy levels, your chi naturally, not with Red Bull, not with coffee. I, I get up at 3.37 every morning and I don't drink coffee. I don't drink energy stuff. Actually, I have been drinking yerba mate. I, am, I, I would be lying if I'm not. I drink these bad boys right here. They do say they're a natural form of energy, but I don't do it for the energy. I really love how they taste. Like I love how they taste. And it just, it's probably the healthiest thing that I can get to, to, to something that's frizzy that kind of just like makes me feel good. But if I didn't have it every day, I wouldn't feel like I'm not functioning or, or anything like that. Like typically I've been drinking like a lot more like cleaner teas, like herbal teas, not I, I everybody knows that I'm also addicted to like chai chai tea I try it everywhere I go so I'd be I one or two a day sometimes lattes which is has a lot of sugar so I've been cutting down on that stuff too why because ultimately it is not only through your meditation work that you gain natural energy because it's through breathing right and through uh specific chants you ch you actually chant mantras you chant there's no more powerful way to get energy, but also like you have to be conscious and aware of the things you're putting in your body that are also depleting your energy. Right. So like the good news about the meditation work is that it gives you the awareness and you're like, oh, maybe I don't need that in my life. Right. Maybe I can need this or I can replace it. Or you start to get the vitality and the energy so that then you're able to then leave things a lot easier. Like the reason why it's hard for people to leave coffee or the Red Bull is because they haven't replaced it with something that has, that is giving them the energy that they need. And that's why it's key to replace it with something else, right? And so what we need to understand is that we don't have vitality and this directly impacts our chakras. So let's talk now a little bit about what our chakras are and why the vitality actually begins there. So the chakras are known as subtle energy centers. So think of it as uh, energy brains. That's the best way to put it. Brains that are in the spine, they run from the root, which is like the pelvis lower area, all the way to the crown. This is your crown chakra. They're not actual like, like physical material. They're like vibration, they're frequencies, right? And in the East, they're very much spoken about throughout the day. I mean, it's something that you learn to keep balance and to keep cleansed and to basically keep your vitality because these are little brains that stop functioning. And the reason that they stop working is because of stress, because of trauma, because of the foods we eat, all of these different components that deteriorate them. And so because they become deteriorated because you are just energy. Everything you, you think you're your material body, but if we look at a telescope, you are a vibration and your vibration is basically your thoughts, feelings, or emotions that are making up this body. Your body, even the shape was predisposed before you were even born based on your ancestral DNA and your ancestral karma. Basically, they're known as samskaras right? However, when you are born, we now know science proves that your physical body and your brain actually changes with trauma. Why is that? Think about it. Well, the reason is, is because these energy centers, which are known as chakras, if they stop functioning 
because of the stress or the trauma and you're not processing emotions, the structure of your body is going to change. The structure of your body was different as it was given to you when you first incarnated into this into this world then life started to happen to you you had trauma you had physical structure of the body that changed you had the physical structure of the brain that changed because the thoughts feelings and emotions you were having changed so because of that these energy bodies these brains stopped functioning and working right and because of that that changes also your physical structure it's pretty like simple to understand and so these seven centers, the first chakra is known as the root chakra. It starts right at the bottom. And a lot of us are impacted and affected by this because that's a really important one. If you've had trauma, because we don't feel safe, we don't feel safe in this physical body. We don't feel safe in this earth. So there are specific meditations. There are specific kriyas, which is a recipe of the way you hold your hand the way you sit, the way you position your body that are, are specific to that chakra center to heal that chakra center. Then we have the second chakra center, which is specifically for the sexual or organs, right? Then the third chakra center works on the navel. The fourth chakra center is the heart. And there, these are very important components of who you are as a human being. I mean, your navel, when you're centered in your navel, which very few human beings are, you're walking your dharmic path. And most of us are not centered in our navel. Why? Because our root chakra, we don't even feel safe in this world. We don't feel safe in this body. We haven't done the work to get grounded and to honor the physical, but also the spiritual. And then it keeps moving up from the navel center, the heart center. That's the meek will rise. The meek will inherit the earth. That's compassion. That's emotional intelligence. And there's specific meditations and Kriya work that you do to heal that aspect of your energy. Then you have the throat center, the throat chakra, communication, your ability to truly uh, express yourself in this world, right? You got the third eye, very important to see beyond the physical. It literally secretes a chemical. You can do specific meditations, chant specific uh, mantras, that it specifically will secrete the DMT that you get in plant medicine, like ayahuasca, right? It, it connects you to beyond the physical. And then there's also meditations that do that for you, that open up the pineal gland, right? It becomes calcified through the foods we eat too, which we're going to talk a little bit more. How do you keep these healthy and cleanse, right? And then we got the crown chakra, which is your connection to the divine source. And most of us, this is where all the fear mongering is being fed into. There's a reason why this pandemic was called a coronavirus, because there's a big, massive Christ consciousness that's awakening. Many hundreds of thousands of millions of people are awakening spiritually. That's the Christ consciousness, right? And so what, how they're trying to prevent that from happening is to feed the crown from with a lot of fear so that the, the connection between you and the divinity can be blocked so what do we do we have specific meditations we have specific mantras we chant to heal if you know what chakra center is not working specifically or to keep them all balanced and healthy because it's actually not that difficult to actually learn how to keep them healthy in fact just a few things four things that i would say to really pay attention so that you have the vitality 
to do the deep healing work of disrupting ancestral karmic patterns by keeping the chakra, the seven chakra centers really nice and healthy. So how do we do that? Well, I talked a little bit about food, right? Eating whole food, <laughs> not processed stuff, things that actually grow from the uh, planet. Based a lot of this uh, healthy diet has to be, of course, where it's made, where it's created, because the energy is energy, right? So nothing processed, reduction of sugars, like we were talking about. What's interesting, though, a lot of people will tell me, well, it's so difficult for me to change the way I eat, or it's so difficult for me to change my lifestyle. What's so interesting is that you have to start from the inner world first. Like if you change, if you heal your nervous system and you heal your mind, which heal the mind, the nervous system is healed. The changes on the outer world, like the foods you're going to eat are, is going to be so much easier, are going to be so much easier than if you start from the outside, it's going to be a lot more difficult. If you just try to do cold Turkey without doing the inner work to sustain the nervous system, to help you with these changes, then it's going to be a lot tougher. So of course, to keep the chakra centers, we got to eat healthy food or things that are not processed. We got to also enjoy a clean, comfortable environment, your work environment, your office, your uh, home office, if you have a home office, your car, your anywhere. And, the, and again, it starts with the inner work first, because if you have a cluttered mind, if you don't meditate, then you're going to have a cluttered house. You're going to have a cluttered car. You're going to have a cluttered everything. So you want to keep the chakra centers really nice, healthy, and clean. We'll keep your outer environment clean as well. The other thing is surrounding yourself also with really awesome, positive people. And that's one of the things, and I'm not just trying to say like positive all the time. What I'm just saying is not no Debbie Downers, no energy vampires. And this is one of the biggest benefits that I see in women. Once they've raised their vitality, which is the number one reason why they can do this healing work, and they're part of community. They learned how to set boundaries very quickly. And yes, on my healing journey, a lot of people fell out of my life. And I didn't understand why until later, God would show me, here's the reason, right? Like this person was doing this, or it's just not in alignment with you anymore. Or I would set the boundaries and I would be like, I don't want to hang out with this person anymore. Or I don't want to devote my time to this organization any longer. Like that's not in alignment. We're all allowed to change our minds. But when you learn to set boundaries and you learn to surround yourself with those that are vibrating at your level, right, that are not the energy vampires, your chakra system gets nice and healthy, too, because the problem is if you're with around a lot of people and all of us can be even in the most stressful work environment, we could still learn how to sustain our frequency at a very high level. But we also have the ability to make choices, right? If we know that a certain person is very toxic in our life and we continue to go back to that person in our life, then everything is going to suffer. And especially your chakra centers, your energy centers, your vitality, because now you're giving your attention, which is energy to something toxic instead of something that's going to do better for you in your life. So a big part of the healing journey is learning how to set boundaries and toxic relationships and that it takes vitality and chi to do that. Not only to be aware of what to do or who to do this for or who with, but also for you to actually get the awareness to actually say, yep, it has to stop right here. And the last thing which fixes all of this is maintain a daily, not when you feel like it, a daily sadhana practice. This is your meditation practice. 
Why? Give you a perfect example. Like every day for me, my journey, actually, I just celebrated 600 days of chanting long ekong cars. It's a specific sound frequency of Kundalini Yoga. And somebody was asking me like, oh my gosh, how did that, how has it felt recently on, on my, on Instagram? And I was like, you know what? It's, this is a lifelong journey for me. Like I'm not, I'm counting for myself. Cause I feel like for me, it's, I'm keeping a journal. I can go back to all my memories on my Instagram. Cause I, every day I share like a picture of myself also with um, intuitive guidance for the day. And, and it's like a journal for me of like, what I've been through in the last 600 days chanting this beautiful sound frequency and it's been incredible and, and like I told her you know this is a lifelong it's I'm never going to stop you know just the way Gandhi chanted raw every single day of his life and, and he was training for the last breath he would ever take and that was the last sound he made that's exactly how I see my journey every morning that's my my daily sadhana practice and this one particularly is, is so sacred because what it does is that that's what you're doing, you know, for two and a half hours or for 11 minutes, however long many of my, uh, the community and my, the women in my community come on board and do it. It's not how long you do it. It's how intentional you actually do it because what you're doing is you're chanting and you're, you're literally igniting the Kundalini life force energy that lives within you. And that's another big misconception that people have. This kundalini life force energy is white tantric energy that all of us have access to, to self-heal and to expand our consciousness, right? And to bring healing to our chakra centers that get diffused, stop working because of the stress we're under and the emotions we've been through. So the, the, the powerful aspect, it's like drinking like 18,000 cups of, of, of coffee because what you're doing is you're chanting specific sound frequencies that are bringing the energy from the root chakra. And you're literally envisioning, I have this in my daily sadhana for our community, like this picture that they look at every single morning. So they could, if they forget, they can bring themselves back into doing it right. But what we're doing is we're turning on each of the chakra centers as we're chanting each of the parts of this uh, mantra. And what that's doing is, is that it's cleansing, it's purifying, it's making them start to revolve again. They start to work well and function like the brains that they're supposed to be. They start to give us energy, natural chi. Now we got awareness. Now we got blood flowing in the brain. Now we got nervous system stabilization because these are functioning correctly. So that's why every single day I do this. So for me, this is my like going to the gym for my inner world, right? For my energy, the most important thing. It changes your mindset it gives you the energy to learn to perceive things differently which is a miracle it gives you the space for healing as it relates to forgiveness and going beyond forgiveness to acceptance and this is why every single day it is needed every single day you think every single day you have emotions so just the way you take a shower your chakra centers need to be balanced and they need to be realigned right they need to be given that oil and that oil is basically your breath your uh mantra chanting that's what that energy is all about so then you learn to increase your energy which is vitality so that when you go deep into this healing work which a lot of interesting things will come up you know like the deep ancestral memories the traumas the stuff that you haven't moved beyond because you've 
denied it. That stuff, as it starts to come up, you don't have a psychic shock. You know, you don't fall apart. You not only do you have the support of the community when you do the work with us, of course, but you have enough chi. You have the energy to process that, to be able to be with it and to be able to then bring it to the light for healing so that it doesn't stay stuck in the energy system. So it's actually not that difficult to understand. We just have to know and remember that we were never taught these things in school. None of us, not even in universities, right? Where we have to understand that we are all energy and that because we're energy, if we don't have the chi and vitality, we'll never not only be able to heal, but we'll never be able to evolve and expand our consciousness to truly leave a legacy and to unleash the potential that is waiting to be unleashed, especially during these very epic times. So if you'd like to know more information about this, I highly recommend that you join us on Wednesday, like I said, so that you can check out this really powerful meditation with me that's going to go deep into the subconscious karmic stuff that you didn't want to face, bring it out, rewire it, and allow yourself to raise your chi, your vitality, so that you can have the energy and the courage you need to move from fear into alignment, into manifestation, and into your dharmic purpose. So we'll be practicing this meditation, of course, on Wednesday. Set your timers. Find me on YouTube at Veronica Barragan. Just like that, Veronica Barragan on YouTube, and we'll meditate actually together. If you can't join us live, of course, you can catch the replay. And of course, check out these other videos that I just posted. This last recent one, I really went deeper into understanding what it is that ancestral karma gives us as gifts once we actually start to do this in our work so check out my other videos on my youtube channel where you'll get more information on this remember ladies this is such a potent powerful new moon in sagittarius on wednesday align with the opportunities see yourself as successful prepare for your success and more importantly do the inner work especially on wednesday which will allow you to be a powerful master of cycles, a powerful co-creator with the divine and all that you are creating in this beautiful opportunity that we call life. I want to thank you all so much for your beautiful energy. I hope that you learned a lot today, especially as it relates to chakras, healing, and I hope that you take that first step on your own journey of sovereignty. I'll see you all again on Wednesday. Be blessed and submit.